being a dad is my absolute favorite. It's even presented a new perspective on what I do, and I am even more so intentional about what I'll say yes to versus what I won't. Because I know when I say yes to something, I'm having to say no to something else. Sometimes that's tough. Whether you're an artist living life on a tour bus or your life is a bit less glamorous, it's no less filled with commitments that pack your calendar. Our choices reveal our priorities. It's one of those things Colton Dixon has been learning over the last three years since God blessed Colton and his wife with twin daughters. Known for popular songs like Build a Boat and Miracles, his latest album, Canvas, is filled with songs that speak to what Colton Dixon wants his life to be about. Colton, welcome to the conversation this morning. Man, thank you so much for having me. Can't wait. It's going to be good. Yeah. So it's been six years since we last talked. I'm sure you remember it. (laughs) That's way too long, brother. That is like crazy. I know you've had tons and tons of conversations between now and then. So I do not expect that you remember that conversation, but (laughs) it was enjoyable. And we were excited to have you back again today. Do you write most of your songs? Or do you write all your songs? I do write 99.9% of my songs. There have been a couple that have snuck in over the years that we just really believed in. Yeah. They felt like gifts, so we you know, we put them out. Um, one of those was a song called Let Them See You. Hmm. A good buddy of mine, J.J. Weeks, wrote um, back in the day and just loved that song. And, but on, on this record, this newest project called Canvas um, actually had a had a, a role in writing all the songs. Um, there were a couple that had actually already been started by other people. Hmm. Uh, one of those songs was Build a Boat, actually. Hmm. Quite an unconventional way of writing a song. You know, they they had started a song and, and had gotten it pretty close to the finish line in their eyes. And I got to come in with a buddy of mine and kind of rewrite from the ground up hmm. a song that was close to being finished. Um, but man, I... I kind of love doing that. Hmm. Um, allows fresh eyes and ears to get put on a song, and and we're also able to bring in uh, some spiritual depths as well. Yeah, it was it was kind of a new new thing for me uh, in this last year, but I really enjoyed that. But I love writing songs. It's probably my favorite part of this whole process. And I was wondering about that. God's blessed you, and you're gifted that way. It's going all the way back, so this is like distant memory now, but uh, when you're on Idol, uh, yeah. was it always in your mind that you would be writing and and uh, do quite a bit of writing as you your career developed? Yeah, I, I always loved writing songs. And for me, it was kind of, songwriting was kind of like my journaling. I, instead of keeping a journal, I would sit at the piano and just kind of it wasn't even didn't even have to be pretty. It was just getting my thoughts and feelings out and even just conversation out with God. And that was kind of my safe place. And so with Idol, I was open to what God had for me, whether that was strictly Christian music or, or, you know, opening doors to mainstream, like whatever that looked like, I was, I was open and wanted to be willing, but I knew the songwriting was going to play a part in that, mm, for sure. That looks so cool. How's your extended family? I remember the six years ago when we talked, family was really big for you, I thought was cool. And uh, you okay. kind of really grounded you. I remember, I think your mom ho- yeah. would hold you accountable and make sure that you're yeah. kind of remembering where you came from. And so is that all still yeah. kind of going well? And It is, man. I love my family. You know, it's funny. I, my wife and I have been married. It'll be eight years in January. Wow. You know, that torch has been passed from my mom to now my wife, hmm. keeping me grounded and accountable. And, <laughs> nice. you know, yeah, it's uh, it's great, though, man. And also, my my wife and I have 
twins. Twins, now. yes. They're three. Uh, it's two wow. girls. Hmm. And man, like being a dad is my absolute favorite. It's my favorite thing to talk about. Yeah, it's wild. You know, it's it's even present a new perspective on what I do. And, and as opportunities arise, I am even more so intentional about what I'll say yes to versus what yes. I won't. Because I know when I say yes to something, I'm having to say no to mm. something else. And so sometimes that's tough. But uh, yeah, man, I, I'm so thankful for family, mm. especially this this new family unit that my wife and I are establishing. And, and uh, yeah, God's really good. Mm. And we're really thankful. Yeah. So now if I remember correctly, you you were just talking a few moments ago about your twins that you guys have that are three now. So it was a little rough go at the start, wasn't it? It was. Yeah. You never want to meet your kids this way. It feels like Christmas morning when you're meeting your kids. And we had complication with little Dior. It's Dior in Athens. Hmm. Dior was the first to come out of a C-section. We tried doing the natural labor and things just weren't progressing. So I had to go to Pan B. And uh, so little Dior came out first and she didn't have a pulse, wasn't breathing. Very scary moment. But I'm thankful for uh, being raised in the church and having a relationship with the Lord and knowing that, all right, this is one of those moments that it's a faith through fear moment. As easy as that sounds, talking about it in the moment is pretty it is a big decision. Fear seemed like the more logical choice <laughs> at the moment, but we believe that God is still a God of miracles. It's not just a, an Old Testament thing or a Bible thing. I've seen him do it time and time again in my own life. So we chose to trust that, that he was going to come through. And uh, there was no there was no backup plan for us. So all of our eggs were in that basket. And whether he touched Dior directly or worked through the doctors and nurses, uh, little Dior it's been about a week in the NICU just to monitor, but she started breathing again. Mm. And uh, you would never know there were any complications. Wow. We're so thankful. She is our little ray of sunshine, mm. uh, miracle baby for mm. sure. Mm. Yeah. So how, how did you process all that with God? Well, man, I mean, so many things came out of that for me. I, growing up in church, I feel like I would always hear people talk about like the fresh perspective that having kids brings to your relationship with God and, mm-hmm. and just that understanding that like God, our father, and even the relationship between God and Jesus, like God sending his own son to die on behalf of us. So meeting my girls for the first time, I just remember thinking there's nothing I wouldn't do for these little girls. I'm just meeting them for the first time, but whatever it is, like, I'm, let's go. And I just remember feeling like that gentle Holy Spirit tug on my heart just basically saying the same thing. It's like, man, I feel the same way about you. And it just wrecked me, man. <laughs> it's like a, a mess in the hospital. And God's just really good, man. And he loves us and he wants the best for us. And, and even as my girls are getting older, there are certain things that I keep them from that I realize that God does the same for us because we're not ready. We're not spiritually mature enough or we're not you know, in a place in our lives to be able to handle that yet. It's just been... Uh, it has taken my relationship deeper, 100%. So good. God is always at work among us. Vanessa always felt being a mom was her calling. Then she was told she would never have children. So Vanessa filled that void in her life with adventure, like travel, writing off relationships nearly entirely. Then she met someone and learned she was pregnant. Vanessa had already convinced herself she no longer wanted children, so she quickly decided to end her pregnancy. Searching online, she found a clinic, but their first available appointment was weeks away. 
So Vanessa went back to the internet and found the Assure Women's Center in Omaha, which offered her an appointment immediately, like in an hour and a half. There, Vanessa felt comfortable sharing her fears about being a parent and processed openly the choice she was planning to make. Assure listened, gave her information about all of her options, and offered her an ultrasound. Something in Vanessa shifted, and she left deciding to weigh her options. Over the next four or five weeks, Vanessa visited Assure several times, and as she watched her baby double in size before her eyes, she decided to choose life. And today, Luke is Vanessa's greatest adventure. God is on the move through the Assure Women's Center as they come alongside abortion-vulnerable couples and women like Vanessa, giving them the knowledge, confidence, and support they need to take the first steps to life. My Bridge Radio, celebrating God at work among us. Share your story and join the conversation in the Connect Now section at mybridgeradio.net. Colton, you you mentioned earlier about uh, your latest album was released in April, Canvas. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That came out of pandemic season, is that right? Most of the the writing of that? You know, um, it was uh, post-pandemic, the writing, the the song that actually came from pandemic was a song called made to fly that we released um, a couple years ago now. And and that's just about like, man, don't let what the world is doing make you forget what you were really meant for. Um, God says that we will soar on wings like eagles, you know, even when the rest of the world is walking or sometimes crawling and don't forget that we're made to fly. So that was the song that came out of that pandemic. But right. honestly, Canvas was written in this last year, uh, maybe a little longer than a year. I think it's my favorite project I've ever hmm. put out. And the reason why is I feel like that song, Canvas in particular, I just feel like I finally, I finally was able to like... If I could sum up what what I want my life to be, that would be the song that I would play. I just love that God is constantly in the business of one, taking ill-equipped people to prove how powerful he is. You see that time and time again in God's word. He also takes ugly messes, broken things, broken people like myself, and turns them into something beautiful. Hmm. The course of that song is you turn a melody into a symphony. You're the painter and I will be your canvas. You make a masterpiece out of the mess of me. You're the creator and I will be your canvas. Hmm. And that's it, man. That's what I want my life to be. I'm a blank canvas. I want God to tell a story through me in any way that he sees fit. Hmm. So grateful and thankful for how that song turned out. And I feel like even that song is threaded into the other songs on that EP, like build a boat in my light. And so we're, we're pumped with that one. On your album, The Canvas, I, I'm always curious on typically your label has a song that they want to put forward and they kind of speak into that. And there's different things sure. that kind of make that happen. But I'm always curious, like if there was a song that you, you would say, man, this probably won't ever be promoted from a radio, whatever standpoint, but like don't miss this song. This is this is one that I think was kind of special, but it's kind of a sleeper on it. Oh man, um, <laughs> you just asked the million dollar question. <laughs> um, I'm going to be a thousand percent transparent with you, Stan. Here we go. Um, <laughs> I actually just got word a couple weeks ago, and I'm super bummed about it actually. But that we're not going to use any more singles from this project. Mm. I'm still really wrestling with that. Mm. If I'm honest with you, we've released. Build a boat. We released my light. 
two songs that I 100% stood by and agree with and love that people are getting their ears on and, and hopefully getting encouraged and refreshed and refocused on some things they need to be refocused on. But there are two songs on this project that I feel just as strong, if not stronger about. And the number one is Canvas. Mm-hmm. Man, I just want people to hear that song. Mm-hmm. I think that I think that song was a gift from God. I, I want people to hear that song so much that I would even like give it to someone else and have them cut it just so that it would be played. Huh. That's how strong I feel about that song. The other song I would say is a song called Giants, which uh, sonically for Christian radio might be a little outside the box. And I understand I understand all of the dynamic and politics around that. But spiritually, the song is about the David and Goliath story. And I feel like there's so much depth to this song um, that you might miss on first listen. If you're like me, I'm more of a music guy. And it's uh, it really is just a breakdown of greater is the one who's inside of me than he who's in the world. And like I said earlier, time and time again, God is taking people who are not qualified for the job to prove how powerful that he is. David is no exception. I'm no exception. So don't give up just before you see that giant, that mountain, that situation in your life crumbled enough. Keep standing tall and you're going to see that giant fall. I really believe in that song as well. We play that song in our sets. If you're coming to the Love and Light Tour, that's a big moment in our set. And uh, it's really powerful. So I would say those two. Still wrestling with that, man. Still wrestling. It just seems like the songs that you play just hit the right spot every single time I need something. I need something. As part of the music advisory team, Your input helps create the moments that God uses for impacting lives. Be a part of so many stories just like that one. The right song at the right time. Literally five minutes, two times per month. Eternal impact. I'll bet you'd give five minutes for that. Go to mybridgeradio.net to sign up. Well, I'm curious, as you kind of reflect back on your life, walk with the Lord, times of worship, what was one of the most meaningful worship experiences that you've had? Wow, what a great question. Two came to my mind pretty quick. One, I was on a, uh, a youth retreat. I was in high school. I think we were down in Florida somewhere. Todd Agnew actually was leading worship. He had a great band behind him, and, and it wasn't even about that. They just... I feel like they they set the stage really well to allow us to be able to enter in. I just remember encountering encountering the Lord in a, in a way that I hadn't encountered before in worship and just being on my knees and there for a long time. And it just, distractions were gone. I wasn't thinking about anything else. And, and I'll be honest, that's hard for me uh, in a lot of scenarios. Like my mind can wander or drift or it's actually something personally that I am trying to get better at when I, when I'm there, like turn the phone off, like, you know, cut out the distractions and that can be hard sometimes. But I just remember that moment. It was nothing else mattered. Mm -hmm. And that was amazing to me. And then, uh, in a similar way, fast forward a few years, this might be an odd one. I remember the night I got eliminated from idol Mm -hmm. in a similar way nothing else mattered. I got to do one of my favorite worship songs of all time, actually, um, on the show, and then got to do it again the night I was eliminated, that song called Everything by Lifehouse. And uh, I just love that song. I, I love that most people wouldn't even consider that song a worship song, but getting to have a conversation with the writer of that song and, and what it means to us and can confirm it's a worship song, you know, and just getting on my knees. And again, being on a stage like that, 
I still to this day have people come up to me and say how cool that was. And I'm like, man, I, I really had no intention of making that a moment for anyone else except mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. That was another moment where God really met me where I was mm-hmm. and cut out everything else. You know, the, the people in that audience, the cameras, the thinking about the people at home was not a thing. Mm-hmm. Just a really sweet moment between mm-hmm. the Lord and I. That's awesome. I think that was necessary for what he had next for me. Mm-hmm. And yeah, those are the two yeah. that jumped out to me the most. Yeah. Actually, it's one of my memories of you because <laughs> I, I still have it vivid in my mind of you on your knees worshiping that, yeah. that night. Come on. Yeah. That's really yeah, dude, cool. that's that's what it's all about, man. And not even in the public places, but that's the posture mm-hmm. in the secret places that we should be excited to run to. Because I know for me that those are the moments where I get filled the most, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, that's so good. So do you have a favorite book at all? I'm going to preface this by saying a goal of mine this year is to become a better reader. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I do have a couple that I have loved and am loving. I'm currently in Battlefield of the mind. Man, the other one that completely changed 2020 for me was The Bait of Satan by John Bevere. And that's that's one of those books that title's a little scary. If you read it on an airplane, you might get some looks. <laughs> but uh, it's so good. All stems around the verse, forgive me, I'm forgetting the, um, the reference, but the enemy comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy, but God comes to give us life and life more abundant. So there's just two categories, right? So when life throws you a curveball or, or you're going through something, like put it in the right category and realize that the enemy is trying to bait you. Like we're the fish and he's like, this picture, like we're the fish and he's like this wolf with a fishing pole, right? Like he's trying to get us away from what we're destined for. Just don't take the bait. Be smart and be vigilant and keep the word in you and, and put put what you're going through in one of those two categories. And if it's in the wrong category, don't pay it any attention. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really just appreciated that book, especially in the midst of 2020 when we had so many curveballs thrown at us. That book changed my life for sure. Mm-hmm. So cool. So cool. Well, Colton, we, can, we could talk all day. And just thanks for taking some time with us today. Great talking to you, Stan. Thank you again. We know your time is valuable, so we're grateful you chose to spend some of it listening to Morning Conversation, the podcast. If God used this content to bless you, we'd love to have you share it with a friend. Also, when you click subscribe or follow, not only will our next episode be delivered to your podcast app, you'll help raise awareness so others can more easily find this podcast. For more conversations like this, along with songs of hope and stories of God at work, we invite you to listen to MyBridge Radio. Hear it on the MyBridge Radio app or listen online at mybridgeradio.net.